I, just, I like the swirly thing. I just. I, I know I you like the swirly thing. <laughs> I, I know I say it every episode. Anyway, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Deco Podcast, coming to you live from the Waypoint Cafe here at 65 Ludlow Street in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, New York. I'm joined by owner and operator of said cafe, the Hi. disembodied hand. There we go. That Hi. is uh, Gino, aka CEO Geek Boy. <laughs> I am your host. Omega Z, a.k.a. Ken Cardez, editor-in-chief of the Decor, written content available over at DigitalEraEntertainment.com. Uh, welcome to the show. Those of you who are joining in live or listening to us later uh, after we upload this episode for your listening pleasure uh, later on. This is where we talk about video games and esports things when they pop up that we care about, um, which is very, very, very few and far now. Like esports has like this weird lulls. It now. has these weird lulls, but the only esports news I can think of is basically all the teams are suing Blizzard for <laughs> Overwatch. Yeah, that's uh, it's been a fun thing to read about. Um, it's all Kotick's fault. A lot of it's like a lot of different people's faults. So no, 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 that's specifically Kotick's fault. Maybe they might have put their eggs in. Uh, well, no, basket. remember. It was found out during one of the depositions that he added a zero because originally the team slots were supposed to be like 20 grand. Oh. Yeah. What came out? Yeah. Oh my God. Anywhere between 20 grand to like 200 grand. That's what they wanted for the team slots. He's like, let's make it a million. Let's make it 20 million. Then 65 million for like the tier for second season teams. That's terrible. I don't want to talk about Activision. I get tired of talking about Activision. And anything Overwatch related. It's just, like, I'm just over it now. You over Overwatch? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a fun. It's weird that I keep watching TF2's popularity keep coming back. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, Valve hasn't done anything for this game. And you people just keep coming back to it. What does that tell you? What I find funny is how... Same thing with Half-Life. Yeah, I find <laughs> a lot of people uh, gravitating towards Valorant a lot more and... It's debatable on whether or not Valorant's a good game. Uh, I'm in the category where, like, it's not that great, but... It's an okay game. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. It can be fun with friends, but... If I wanted that kind of level of stress, I'll just go play... It is a very stressful game. I'll just play Counter-Strike. Yeah. Valorant's, like, Because at least least I'll get, like, cursed at in a different language. (laughs) Valorant's flashy, though. You get, like, cool little... I don't care. I don't want any of that. I I want (laughs) to be yelled at by a Russian... And like and learn Russian. It's like it's like Dota. Yeah. The objective is not to win. The objective is to win or lose fast enough so you don't learn another language. Okay. <laughs> Which is funny because like my only like digital competitive thing right now is Marvel Snap. And when I decide to jump onto like Destiny 2 PvP. Which is like once a week now because I just go on for like my little pinnacle thing, thing and then I leave it alone. I haven't even touched Marvel Snap yet because I'm just like, eh. It's fun, man. You should it is fun. Speaking of what we've been playing, we were off last week. Uh, I got sick and I'm back. Uh, but let, let's talk about like some of the stuff we've been playing because there's been a lot of games that have come out. Fire Emblem. You got the new Fire Emblem. I, I, okay. I'll be honest. I'm not here for the story. I'm not here for any of the characters or anything like that. I am solely here for the fact that they gave me Ike. 
<laughs> and the fact that I can just one-shot people with Ike again. Okay. It's the only reason why I'm here. All right. So, like, I'm not a big Fire Emblem fan. I know that the, the franchise has its cult following. How, well, is, how, how okay. is this game, See, though? see, see. Okay. Well, it's Fire Emblem. So, I like it for the Fire Emblem elements of it, which is the actual tactical thinking turn-based battle system. Yeah. I am an old school Fire Emblem fan. Okay. I like when the game is difficult. Okay. Um. This game took a lot from what we shall call Otome games. You know, the husband and waifu games. Um, Get married, have kids. Oh, no, no, no. It's worse than that. Um, there's a section of the game where it's like, yeah, please wear uh, headphones for this. And you have like your, your the characters that you get to know and everything come wake you up when you take a nap and they sweet they whisper sweet nothings into your ear. I kid you not. Yeah, there are CGs like that where they wake you up and the screen goes all sparkly. My fiance screamed laughing because <laughs> she's like I like how I'm playing the actual she actually is playing a porn game on the switch because there is one that released in the west and everyone was upset but that erased 90% of the CGs like the explicit ones they just fade to black but if you bought it they gave you a code for the PC version that, well a PC download that just has the CG so you get there then you click on the file with the play you can watch it on your computer but that's besides the point um, <laughs> she's like, she's like, I like how you have the game that actually has the fan service of them going, hi, baby, you up? No, basically like, <laughs> oh, sir, it's, it's an honor to wake you up. It's like, here, let me help you. I, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I'm being touched against my will, aren't I? I'm asleep. I did not consent to this. <laughs> Why are you dressing me? I'm your attendant. And so are these two twins. They're your attendant. I'm like, how many? I was asleep for a thousand for a thousand plus years, I think it was. Yeah, about a thousand years. And you changed my clothes. Yes, we changed your clothes daily. Multiple generations from our families have changed your clothes daily. Like, oh, well, that's disturbing. That's a little freaky. I'm like, that's disturbing. I've been asleep for how long? Oh, and that's her. what you do with me? <laughs> this is the real reason. Dude, like literally, I sat here. I'm just like, there's a lot of questionable things. This is in the this real game. reason people play Fire Emblem. It is. It became a husband wife like simulator slash like Pokemon breeding, but with people. It's a eugenic simulator now. How do you breed for the strongest unit? That's hilarious. I need a tank. Let's make a baby. <laughs> I made a punch tank that heals. How many I have a healer that is very, very strong. Okay. Like, dumb strong. It's in a different game, but, like, it, he could just take, he ignores the triangle. It's just like, yeah, I'm a healer. I'm going to hit you. You're supposed to die. Why are you taking no damage? Why can you wear heavy armor and you have a staff? <laughs> it's like, my sir, sir, that is a Justicar. <laughs> That's what that is. I would love to see like an action adventure game like that. That kind of like the heal, like everything is where everything. Um, like there was a MMO where each class, like they they did like the WoW thing where each class had something. But they're like, yeah. By the way, for healers, 
you to be a full healer, you kind of have to mix a tank class and a DPS class together. Right. And I'm like, that's why we have paladins. No, this was the tank class was paladin. Okay. DPS class was monk. (laughs) I punched you. I got health back. That's the way it should be. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, are you telling me I'm a punch mage? Yes. That's awesome. (laughs) And it's like, wait, I'm a punch mage and I get heavy armor. Yes. And if I punch my, if like if you're on my team and I and I literally deck you, you heal. Like I do damage to you, you heal. <laughs> That's funny. I can't remember the name of it. It's great. It's great though. The same company made another MMO that was tied to some sci-fi show that failed terribly. Oh, that generally tends to happen with sci-fi shows. Um, Battlestar Galactica is still good, and so is Stargate. Outside of Atlantis. <laughs> Uh, I've been on a big, like, uh, sort of semi-backlog kind of thing. So I'm currently streaming Evil West, which came out last year. But I'm playing it now because I finally have time to play it. That game has no business being as good as it is. Like, I, from the trailer, I was like, oh, I can uppercut a guy and fire my six-shooter into them. There's a whole lot more than that. different things that you can do in the game than that. Like the battle system almost gets to like Devil May Cry levels of insanity where like, you know, you can push them back, do electric grapple, get them back to you, uppercut them, shotgun them into another dude. Like it, it's, it's fantastic. So I've been streaming that uh, on my streaming times for Digital Era to Rich. Off stream, I played Gungrave Gore. It's another yeah, one. I've been playing that actually also. That game uh, is... You it's know, a PS2 game. It's a PlayStation 2 game. Uh, but it's like... That launched PlayStation- this year. <laughs> it's, it's a PlayStation 2 game for all the right reasons, though. So- I, I, halfway through, I'm like, I really have to not take this game. I can't take this game seriously no, anymore. It's, it's, just one of, it's just one of those old school... I went in. I went like, in. 2000s games where like... It's so edgy. Yeah. But it's like, I, I literally said that I can't believe there's a game that outdid the edginess of Strangers of Paradise. Of Strangers of Paradise. And that game but is going to the core. point where it's cringy. Like, Strangers of Paradise was edgy enough that it's like nostalgic. Yeah. This went past that to cringe. Yeah, because, you know, it's a. To the UI elements. I said this, like, I haven't seen a UI element like this. Since I think 2005. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what makes Gungrave <laughs> amazing. Like, that's why I love Gungrave. <laughs> the, oh, there's only one thing that game did that I felt was, like, sacrilegious to the point of the game. What? They put in platforming sections. Yeah. No. Yeah. Gungrave is, I walk down a long oh, hallway, and an I army comes at me, me, and I shoot everyone. <laughs> that's Gungrave. It's... The first Gungrave was literally, like... It was a hallway stages, simulator. Six stages of that. You went down hallways, you killed an army of dudes, and then you fought a boss. That was Gungrave, and it was stylish. It was super anime. And this game has that, but then they tried to like be different. I was like, no, man, you could have just given us Gungrave all over again with a updated facelift, and I would have been fine with it. But then you made me jump. I'll be honest with you, though. Adding the vertical <laughs> movement did make the combo system a bit more fun. I guess. Like, I went heavily into the aerial combos, and I ended up like, I can juggle a boss? I can juggle a boss! (laughs) Yeah, because you can do the... the, 
if you time it right, you do the little swing your yeah. thing so it keeps you in the air. Yeah. And then you and shoot them just, a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like, once again, people looked at me playing this like I was playing it on my Xbox. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how old is this game, Jim? I'm like, this game just came out this year. She's like, yeah. that's allowed in the game? I'm like, apparently. The Gungrave is a great love letter to like early 2000s gaming. And I, I appreciate it for everything it does. <laughs> uh, it's not. I kind of want to cosplay. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. It's not a great game. Like, it, I, I, if you were to It's talk, on Games Pass for free. Yeah. But like, if you were like, for me, I, I bought them both. But like, I was like, I bought Evil West and Gungrave. They came out around the same time, too, which is what's even more hilarious because they're both that style of game from like late early, 90s early 2000s. 2000s we're talking playstation 2 maybe even ps3 era yeah when when games had attitude the yeah, attitude when, era of games game. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not wrong <laughs> you remember how game advertisements were oh uh, you know what? it's funny like and I, I, miss I, it. I, th- I miss it i think we can literally call that era of game that is that that is that's the, the attitude, attitude era of games like we're talking about, like when the PlayStation Two Shinobi game came out, like Wait, that time. Remember frame. the GameCube ads, right? Remember the Resident Evil Four ads? Yes. <laughs> they don't do adverts like that anymore. You don't. You, we don't get it like that. But like, I think that time frame is definitely the Attitude Era of gaming. Like, because you want to. Speaking of that, speaking of advertisements, which is hilarious, the HBO series for the Walking, uh, the Walking Dead. Oh wow, my God. for. <laughs> Talking about The Last of Us. For The Last of Us. Right. In, apparently made people go buy the remake on PS5. Yeah, so the the, the games yeah. have seen a, I think the number was like a, a 225% increase, like increase in sales. Because you were like, I need to know how this ends. I'm like, you could just wait, you know. <laughs> They um, obviously are changing a few things. I mean, the first the two episodes are already out. They've changed yeah. quite a bit. I like that they... I, like how they changed how the infection spread. Yeah. Because thought, that made more sense to me. Well, it, it never really dives into how it spread in... And it does in the game, in the games. Well, we know that it spread, you know, through the, the spores Through and the spores, stuff like, through the air. The problem like, with that they is... they never said where it originated. Yeah, exactly. I they like never, that the show is diving into the origin of, it, of yeah, the virus. Which is great. Which I think is cool. But it's just like, they said, oh yeah, it ended up in the water system. And I'm like, yeah. that makes more sense. Because with spores, there are ways around that easily. Mm-hmm. Like, you just basically have filters everywhere, things like that. And you yeah. do, you do um, what's known as uh, fire cleansing, basically. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it was the water, but it was also like the, the, the fungus spread through flour. Yeah. And like the flour that you used for bread and stuff yeah. like that. Which makes sense. Scientifically, like, that's it makes great. sense. Which is I'm like, that is a better reasoning. And then we got everyone's like, apparently, I'm the only person who caught the clicker in the first episode. Towards the end of the episode, when they're doing the pan, there's a clicker on the side. You you barely see it though. It's like doing the screech. Oh yeah, I yeah. gotta, gotta rewatch that because I didn't catch that. It's like it's it's one of the pan shots where you see like the destroyed city in the way. It's on the top ledge, like on the left hand side. You can barely see it because it's really small. And I sat there, but because I caught the movement, I'm like, that's a clicker. <laughs> <laughs> um. So besides those games, I also recently picked up Forspoken, 
Which, so how's the isekai game? Uh, how's the eighty, the seventy dollar isekai game? That is a forty dollar. I'm sorry, I am not as someone who likes the isekai genre, but also knows that it's trash. You shouldn't be paying more than forty bucks for that entire genre. Yeah. So the game has been getting a lot of flack uh, on Twitter um, for the, the its, game barely runs its on dialogue. The game barely. See, that's not fair. That is not fair. It is par for the course for Isekai. Yeah, it very much is. I have no issues with the dialogue. I, I was like, it's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. The only complaints I have about the game is one, the story is super cliche, but then again, most Isekai is. It's an Isekai is. <laughs> most, isekais are, most Isekais are. Yeah, you get hit by a truck, you wake up in the world. Congratulations, you're overpowered. Now go kill the Demon King. <laughs> well, this, this one, she doesn't get hit by a truck. Um, <laughs> she almost gets hit by a bus. Which... It's a giant, <laughs> it's a large vehicle that you should not be in front of. Yeah. Um, so the story is like super cliched. Um, and it puts you in open world ish zones depending on where you go. So it's like instances? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's just not a lot to Hub do. Worlds. It's not a lot to do in those like zones, that, those kind of spaces or whatnot. Like, I don't want to spoil the game too much, but essentially, like, it's a very. If you've watched, it's, it's, it's not a great open world thing because it, it, it gives you this big space to play in and not enough things to do in it. Um, so if you've watched like uh, ReZero or anything like that, it's that. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Isekai, um, trash. But it's not like a, a trash game or a terrible game. I don't I, I've think seen, it's a $70 game. It should be a $40 it game. It definitely should have. You, if you're going to, if you want to play this game, I would definitely wait for a sale. Um, I, got it, I got it one because it was a PS5 exclusive. Uh, it's going to, it's also. It's on PC. Uh, it's on PC as well, but it's basically a PlayStation 5 exclusive for console. Um. I was I was I was, I was looking forward to the game. Like I was like I want to play it. and it's okay. I also don't feel that bad because like I use like you use store I bought credit it from to buy a retailer it. and I got a store credit and I think I only paid like actual $8 out of pocket for the game. Whatever. So I'm just like whatever. I paid $8 for it. Like for um, me I'm sitting here I'm just like this should not be a this should not be a 69.99 game. No, it definitely shouldn't, but you know and this I is, know this that's is, the new tax. It's not even that. It's just that's how certain companies are cuz like if any other company published this, it probably would have been like a thirty nine ninety nine or forty nine ninety nine. I mean, wasn't that um, wasn't that uh, what's it called? Um, Biomutant. Which one? Biomutant on the Xbox. I don't think that was fifty nine ninety nine. I think that was forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, Biomutant lost at forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. So, and that still had a lot to do in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is this is the problem with companies like Square Enix where. They're like, hey, we have this big thing, and we're gonna force it on you. And I and the CEO Matsuda was like, this is gonna be in league with Final Fantasy and Kingdom <laughs> Hearts. And I'm just like, ha! <laughs> you thought. Um, First off, the only company here with egg on their face is Sony for paying for exclusivity. Let's not let's not beat around that. Did they bush. pay for exclusivity? I they most likely have like a deal. One with of the things that Square. I knew from Square is that they purposely wanted it to be on the PlayStation Five only, just so that they can focus the Luminous Engine 
and see how good it actually is. Yeah, problem. The, the, the general problem with that is you do that on PC. Yeah. Like, you're going to be releasing on... You're, you're, every company is like, if you're going to pick a platform to test your engine on, it should not be on, a, on one of the consoles. You should be testing it on the PC because that way you can actually get what's it called down. Um... You could get uh, optimization down better. So that way, when you do transfer to a console, it can actually be the best version that it is. Yeah. Um, it's pretty apparent that like Square and Sony had some type of deal where this game would have been They probably exclusive. have a deal that came out of the, the Final Fantasy deal where it's like several of the games outside of Final Fantasy, like the seven main line, seven mm-hmm. main, probably have to be on PlayStation 5. Like, that was probably the deal, because I don't see Square being like, yeah, we're going to be Remake 7, and then like, we're going to leave money on the table by only putting it on one console. Like, but That's exactly what they did. I know, and then eventually they're like, hey, we're going to actually release the first game on other consoles. So I think they definitely, I think Sony definitely had to take a package deal for exclusivities. Maybe. Yeah. Which means... We have to see I how mean, much egg on their faces if Square Enix puts any other game out. Uh, I guess. I guess because I mean that Final Fantasy 16 is a PS5 exclusive, right? Yeah, it's a PS5 console exclusive. So it's coming to PC. Yeah. Yeah, but it's coming to PC, and I think that that's the kicker in the face there. Like it's like you probably signed exclusivity deals for Square for Final Fantasy 7 remake games, but Square sat there and was like, "Well, if we're gonna be losing money, you gotta take other games as well, so we can at least." Yeah. I mean, they're gonna sell Advocate. well. They're gonna sell well, but like Final Fantasy. Yeah, like, but like I, I want to sell see, well on I, I everything. Wa- I want to see how Forspoken does because I feel like this is gonna be one of those games that gets panned critically, which it is. Like, yeah. so, it's been very divisive. Like, I've seen a, a few outlets give it like fours and fives, and other outlets have given it like sevens and eights. Like, eight is the absolute highest I've seen. Which listen, I think that's where the game that's fair. kind of. Fair. Fits. Fair. On PC, I know that it's been a mess because it has really weird requirements. Requirements, yeah. 24 That's... gigs of RAM does not exist in this world. Yeah. I want to I wanna I... eventually <laughs> look into the sales numbers. Like, I want to go uh, wait a week at least because it dropped on the 24th. It dropped last Friday. No, it was last Tuesday. Tuesday. It was this past Tuesday it came yeah. out. So I want to wait till next week, Tuesday, and see what the sales like yeah. where for that number. Um, the other thing, though, is like it also is launched pretty close to another game that actually comes out as of this recording. It comes out. We, we're out there. We're, it's Thursday right tomorrow. now. So tomorrow's Friday. The new Dead Space remake drops tomorrow. Which they said you got to wear diapers for. Yeah, apparently it's getting uh, the reviews for it have been extremely positive. I've seen nines everywhere. I've seen nines, yeah. Um, it's and, and, and it's funny that this is coming from EA. Like when EA makes a call and decides to actually put effort into a game, it shows. It does show. You look at like uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, um, even be publishing It Takes Two, like those type of choices that they mm-hmm. make. When, th- when they focus on a game that actually comes from a place of joy and actual, like, I want to play this game, they come out with some really good stuff. 
All and, their indie games. Yeah. And it's funny that like in this instance, we have two games that are very similar. We're looking at the Callisto Protocol and Dead Space. Which is even funnier because the Callisto Protocol is made by... Like the actual the, OG devs of... Uh, the co-creator. The, there's two co-creators. Yeah. And then a lot of... Some people from the team went with the Callisto yeah. Protocol and some members with the team went, went with, with Dead, Dead Space. Because they uh, EA hired back. The uh, entire... It was like, hey, we want to remake this game, but we want your blessing. Yeah, so they got some of the visceral guys. I mean, let's just let's just say maybe it was a fifty percent split. Fifty yeah. percent went to Callisto Protocol. Fifty percent went to uh, Dead Space. And we got a fighting game and an actual. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny that the, at least based on review uh, or and some public opinion, it's funny that the corporate one is the one that wound up being the better one. Yeah, which I think is hilarious. I find humor in that. Um, Callisto Protocol wasn't bad. I'm not trying to say that it's Callisto not a Protocol, bad game. It just launched a little unfinished. That's what I want to say. I, I wasn't even that it was unfinished. It just made some very questionable design decisions. That oh I, no, I'm saying unfinished in the sense of like how it, the the state that it launched in. It needed another debug pass because optimization was poor on PC. Optimization was okay on console. I don't know. I played through. There were sections where you could play it like a fighting game, which is even funnier. I wouldn't say it was a fighting. I just hated the the, the dodge system and the shooting uh, mechanics. Weren't what the story was great though. I like the story. I actually hated the story because the really? story, like it's it, if the whole thing with Callisto Protocol was sci-fi prison break monster thing, and like. It's every sci-fi cliche. That's why I actually like it because that's like my junk food, though. Yeah, it's it's cool, <laughs> you know. But like for me, it's like if I told you, "Hey, this is a video game that takes place in space. You get stuck on a like prison planet, and all hell breaks loose." And I think I mentioned this uh, maybe on a past episode. I was like, "Whatever you are thinking of how this game goes, you are right." Like you can think of every sci-fi movie cliche, so aliens, alien, predator, predator thing, thing, all any where whatever you think is gonna happen, that's how predictable Callisto Protocol was, and that ruined it for me in terms of story. Because I love narrative. That's stuff. fair. That's fair. I also just hated that. Like, I mean, the game was the game was very pretty to look at. Graphically, it's amazing. Um, I just I did I thought the story was cliched and the gameplay mechanics and the systems and how it controlled and how the dodge system thing and how the shooting mechanics were, it just didn't gel well for me. Uh, which is why I was like, I'm disappointed in this game because I, I wanted this one to be good. Uh, Dead Space looks like it's going to be amazing. It's getting positive reviews across the board. And I've apparently it. it has a secret ending. Yeah, so there it has a new game plus mode. And then if you beat it on the new game plus mode, it has a whole new ending now, which I think is very exciting. So I don't know. I got, maybe they're doing the remake to do like a whole new maybe series of Dead Space games. To be quite honest with you, in the second one, the story kind of lost the plot. Oh yeah, they went off the deep end. They they jumped the shark and then went into like piranha infested whale waters. Like and then like <laughs> and the third like, one right. was just like. What happened here? What? When did we become Lost Planet? <laughs> That's so true. 
Um, but yeah, Dead Space. That's another series that needs to come back. No, that Lost Planet can stay. No, no, it nah. definitely deserves another chance. The first one was amazing. The first one was good. I did. The like, second did one was like okay. Two and three, I did not like. No, the second one was okay. Third is where it just went insane. It's very rare when a video game trilogy is all good. I feel like very few games have done that. Golden Sun. Sly Cooper. Every single Sly Cooper game. Speaking of Sly Cooper, shouldn't there be a movie coming out for that? Or did they actually kill it? No, I think it's still planned. They're just doing the high hitters. Not like they did Last of Us. There's going to be a God of War series on Amazon Prime. There's a Gran Turismo. Like, I, 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 I think uh, you saw when I posted it on yeah. Facebook. I was like, there's a Gran Turismo movie. Being directed by Neil Blomkamp, who did uh, District uh, 9 and yeah. um, the, the, those really good like sci-fi movies. It's, it's being directed by him, and it stars Orlando Bloom and I think David Harbour's in it, too. I think so, yeah. Maybe. I can't, I can't remember. I'm, I'm hoping I'm not mistaken on the other actor. But Orlando Bloom is in it, first of all. So I'm just like, this is a thing that I have visibly seen. <laughs> and I was like... Are you sure that it's not an AI that came out with the story? <laughs> <laughs> like, if someone didn't put, put Grant Turismo into chat, chat GDP. GDP. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> like, it all honestly, like, the way that Sony Animation's doing right now, like, just, just their animation team alone. Yeah. Sitting here, I'm like, think of the Spider-Man, like, the Spider-Verse movies. Right. Right? Now imagine that with Sly Cooper. Now imagine that with Sly Cooper. That'd be great. Or Ratchet and Clank. Well, they already did a Ratchet and Crank movie, so. Yeah, I know, but they could do a better one. They could. <laughs> they very much could. Um, but no, like, I, I would love to see, like, a, a Spider-Verse like, style Sly Cooper film. Be great. On a side note. Uh, can I have a Sly Cooper game? <laughs> on, on a side note. Can I? That too, but uh, <laughs> just the, on topic of animated movies. I like that the new Puss in Boots utilized. It looks like it utilized that Spider-Verse style. It did. Everyone's starting to realize, and I'm really happy for DreamWorks because this is the first animated movie, I think, in a long time from them that beat Disney. Mm -hmm. It has made more money than any Disney animated movie of this fiscal year. Yeah. Plus, this is actually a very good movie. So. I'm surprised. I thought if they don't win any awards and it goes to like a random Disney flick, the Oscars are definitely rigged for sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah, uh, we went on a wild tangent from Dead Space to that. Whoa, whoa. that's how we do it here on this show. I mean, I'd pay for a Dead Space movie. The story, I, I, the story would debt for the first one I would work it as is a great getting a movie. Oh God, this could be one of the scariest movies in the world. I mean, it was a very scary game. I, I remember the first time I played the OG Dead Space. I on think I had nightmares 3. from it, like it, that it, that spiral thing. So, like Dead Space Three didn't give me. Not, I mean, not, no, not, not three. three uh, the first. I'm one. talking about the first. Yeah, but Dead Space. It didn't give me like nightmares or anything, but it was one of the first like survival horror games where I actually felt afraid playing the game. And that's how great it is. Because they fear. hid the UI. Yeah. Because the way that they did the UI was so ingenious, it sucked you in. Mm-hmm. So you had to pay attention to your character. So you'd focus on your character. Those of you who never played the your health bar, 
is on the back of uh, Isaac. It's on his suit, yeah. It's on his suit. So you end up focusing on that. You you start hallucinating, basically. <laughs> was What was that in the shadow over there? Oh, my God, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's very tr- it's very ingenious how that game did it because you're so focused on your main character. That game taught like me the to stomp stuff. That uh, game you, taught you me on to everything. stomp on anything and everything. And it's like, but that's not an enemy. I don't care. It looks like it can come alive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then the worst is when like you stomp on it and it actually it screeches and, and you're like. Oh. Oh. <laughs> It's a very unnerving game. It was so unnerving. That was just, it was a great time for survival horror when that game came out. Um, But yeah, Dead Space doing great. Uh, Let's see, what else have we got in the news? What was recent? There was, that's right. There was a Xbox Direct. Put that there, sorry. (laughs) There's an Xbox Direct. Uh, let's uh, let's let's talk about some of the games they showed. Where is my mouse? There it your, is. Your mouse is non-existent. So, uh, there was a Microsoft slash Bethesda uh, direct yesterday where they showcased a couple of games. Microsoft has games. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, we got a new trailer for Minecraft Legends. I actually kind of like. I kind of like the direction that they took Minecraft. It, it looks okay. Um, I like that it's like a. Uh, uh, it's basically a spin-off, a PvP spin-off of my of Minecraft. Uh it's going to come out on April 2023. Um what's interesting is I guess Minecraft is one of those games that's able to go wherever it wants. Yeah. Cuz it's coming to PlayStation as well. Um no word on a Switch version though. Uh no Which, word on a Switch version yet. Um To be quite honest with you, the Switch's hardware is showing its age now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and that's not because it's like, oh, Nintendo cheaped out on B giving us a strong, like, thing. It's like, no, NVIDIA just stopped supporting that chipset. Yeah. Literally last year. So it's not even getting, like, proper support from NVIDIA. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, that, that's a thing. Uh, it's whatever. Uh, they also showed off the new uh, Forza Motorsport. Uh, this time with new uh, dynamic time of day just, and weather, I, which I is a, really, a first for the series. I, I really genuinely enjoy that because I'm just like, you're making, you're giving us race sims. Yeah. It's going to have over 500 cars, which is crazy. When you I know. Mike, here's the problem, though. When you have cars, they, they technically license for those cars. When those license expires, sometimes you might not be able to play the game anymore. Yeah. Cars 1 and 2, you can't buy them anymore. <laughs> After Forza Motorsport, uh, this is probably like the game of the Direct that everyone is talking about. It's also our featured image for those of you joining us live. Uh, Tango Gameworks announced Hi-Fi Rush, which, which is- launched on Game Pass yesterday, the day of. You can also get it on Steam. I got it on Steam. Uh, this is a rhythm action game that's like... Jet Grind Radio with music, and it's crack. This game is literally crack. The crazy thing is, this dev has only done horror games. Yeah, so it's by Tango Gameworks. For those of you who don't remember, Tango Gameworks has worked on the Evil Within series. One and, and two. Ghostwire Tokyo. And then they made this. this. <laughs> and it's like, did y'all just get tired of just using, like, the three color palettes you had? Yeah. 
Hi-Fi Rush, I highly recommend it. If you have Games Pass, get it on Games Pass. Uh, if you only have Steam, get it on Steam. Uh, I don't... I, I guess it's probably not going to come to any other platforms. I feel like it's going right to be... A Microsoft exclusive. See, see, that's the funny part. Like, I don't mind this being a Microsoft. No, exclusive. not at all. Because it was like, also on Steam. So yeah, and it's like, yeah, you you kind of well, actually no, you don't need a you don't need a Microsoft key anymore nope. to run Steam. You can run it in Linux. Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got a new expansion for Elder Scrolls Online called Necrom. Um, it's going to introduce a new playable cast called the Arcanus. One of the things that they also announced... We're in Merowind! <laughs> one of the things that they also announced uh, was that it, as long as you have the base game for Elder Scroll Online, uh, you can play everything for free up to up until this new expansion. Well, that's cool. Like that. I, I don't know what the exact phrasing it was, but as long as you own the base version of Elder Scrolls Online... Uh, something was free. I think it was like a lot of like the the, the other expansions. expansions. Yeah, like, you can go through them without having to buy them or anything like That's that. That's cool. Uh, the closeout of the show was the uh, the new arcane game Redfall. Uh, it is a solo or co op game in their design. So if you've played um Dishonored, uh, the Prey game, um, Redfall is basically this co op shooter where you, you you fight vampires and stuff. It did look actually good. I I generally did enjoy it. It looks cool. I, I, the shooting was kind of a little weird looking to me. It looked almost robotic on the trailer. I I kind of watched that trailer, which just looked like eh, I don't know. I've never been a really big fan of the Arcane Studios games though, so maybe that's why I was kind of like just looking at it like nah. I don't know if I'm gonna play this. So yeah, uh, it was very nothing terribly long, very quick direct that showcased a bunch of games for Microsoft. Um, I thought it was just cool to see Microsoft actually do something like this because I don't, outside of like their regular like their big digital. Yeah, I mean, what's actually kind of cool is I haven't seen them do like these small directs that like Switch and Nintendo, uh, PlayStation do. Yeah, what's what's nice though is this came out. I think at the right time because Microsoft <laughs> has received a lot of backlash recently. Yeah, because it has it's being it's being joked that it's the system with no exclusives. Oh no 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 no! I'm not even talking about that. Uh, the recent layoffs in which a bunch of tem- team members from three four three left. Also, where, oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, they left, and then everyone was kind of worried that it's like, oh, three four three is no longer developing. People were or celebrating in a way that three four three is no longer. Like, it's 343's fault that Halo Infinite was the way that it is. <laughs> and then the devs that were let go said, no, it was completely upper management's fault. They flat out said it. I don't even know if they signed that DAs. They're like, no, it was literally suits. They literally said, the suits are the reason why this game is this way. That's crazy. And I'm like, oh, Oh, that dev team's angry. To the point where the dev team had to come out and be like, 343 is going to be continuing developing Halo. We're going to continue working and supporting Halo Infinite. And they're like, oh, but the game is dying. I'm like, listen, I, I still, it takes me like five seconds to still get into a game. How is it dying? It's not dying. It's just not being like touted. It's not ta- like, I still have fun in it. The- there is a fun mode. Um, I can't remember the name of it though, but it's basically low gravity. Mm-hmm. 
Big Kong, that's what it's called. <laughs> Low gravity and you have like the, the exploding barrels and everyone's just running around hurling those at each other. That's hilarious. And you have like unlimited hook shots. That's cool. And I'm like, wait, this is a multiplayer mode for fun? Yes, I'm like, this is great. Like they're, they're leaning into like those old custom modes that we yeah. used to do. Like there's punches only. That's fun. Which is like, oh yeah, you don't get a gun, just go. I'm like, yes. It's like gauntlet only in yeah. the arena. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what we, we forgot to talk about that was- uh, The MMO that was forgotten? That the live service game that was forgotten? Yeah, that was. <laughs> Marvel? <laughs> Square Enix uh, is ending development on Marvel's Avengers, which makes sense because like Crystal Dynamics is no longer there, so they can't do anything with the game. But they're basically announced that there's going to be no further updates for Marvel's Avengers. They have two updates, one for the spring, one for the summer, that Crystal Dynamics did finish. Yeah. And then after that, in September, servers shut off. Yeah. Um, which is hilarious when you realize that they also released like this DLC bundle recently, mm -hmm. which many people were not happy about. Yeah. I just laughed at it because I was like, I told y'all. But it's funny because this is not the first game that Square has had to like announce that they're shutting off. We saw that Babylon's fail went down. <laughs> um... There was uh, they're ending support for Chocobo GP, which is weird. It didn't sell well, but it does really well on what's it called mobile, which is even the weirder part. Maybe not enough. Uh, and then they're also ending um, support for the Final Fantasy um, Battle Royale game, the, the first soldier. I don't know anyone who played that. I, I don't know anyone who even played that game. Um, it's just funny because like. Square Enix just continues to be like one of the most out-of-touch Japanese companies. They're literally like, I can't even call them the EA of Japan, Japan. because that's Capcom. That's because that's Capcom. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. I don't, Capcom yeah, I, don't, I don't even think Capcom's the EA of Japan. Capcom only publishes two games. Street Fighter and Resident Evil. Okay, three games. Monster Hunter. Oh yeah, that too. Um, How many IPs do they have? A lot. How many IPs have we not seen? Hey, we're getting Mega Man Battle Network collection, okay? And it's still missing two very important games. Yes, it's missing Network Transmission. And the Wonderswan game. I, I could do without the Wonderswan. The Wonderswan game was the trading card game. We could do without it. It was good, though. Yeah. I think it, it, it is sacrilegious that Network Transmission is not on that collection. Rumor apparently says that Nintendo, because it was a Nintendo co-developed game, that it might be a rights issue. I find that hard to believe. I don't because it was the same team that worked on that also worked on F-Zero. No, the team that worked on... Was also a Capcom team. ...was CyberConnect. They used to do like the Naruto fighting games and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I don't think it's a rights thing. It may, maybe it is. I don't know. Because you know, I know it was also like... The, they said that it's, it's, it's facing the same issue as what F-Zero faced. The reason why we have never gotten a re-release of that game... As much as Nintendo would probably want to release that game, mm -hmm. is mainly because of uh, a rights issue. Because the core mechanics of the game were from a it was a Sega team that worked on it, and then Sega folded out that team 
the mechanics of that game were held by individual developers and nobody knows where they are. Hmm. I, I would have to look into that. I, I know that for F-Zero, the reason why we really haven't gotten a new one is Nintendo's mentality on They don't know how to games. make it. It's not only that, but like it, it, the game has to introduce something new. Yeah. Um, and that's why they take forever when it comes to their new sequels and the games that they keep putting out. Which is funny because, did you? Uh, speaking of Sega, a uh, website launched yesterday. Did you notice it? No. There's a Dreamcast website up. Really? By Sega. Which means we're probably getting a Dreamcast mini retro console. I wouldn't put it past them to do that. I'm going to laugh if it comes with, with uh, what's it called? <laughs> One and two on it. Um, the, what I like to call the Walmart Yakuza. Shenmue? Yes. That would be interesting. Give me C-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I want C-Man. Don't say that too loud. <laughs> anyway um pretty uh light news overall uh so i think that's gonna be it for this episode uh rj and joel will definitely be delayed so we will have a very very late stream of it takes two uh possibly at 9 p.m uh but uh stay tuned to our socials that you can see uh you can pay attention to those updates over in our discord and while you're there you can also check out our website for all our social media links written content and more of those links are being dropped in the chat by me because i'm on my phone I'm yeah on my phone <laughs> uh if you wish to support us even further, we do have merch. You can check out our merch over at StreamElements.com slash Digital Era Entertainment. You can get our D hoodies, our D tank tops, or D mug for your beverage of choice. And then feel free to check out our sponsor as well, Image Anime. You can use our code DiscountShip for free ground shipping on all in-stock item orders over $100. That code is good until the end of the year, so feel free to use it if you are an anime fan or know someone who is a fan of anime. Pass that code along to them and have them check out uh, the wares. Take a gander over at our YouTube. You can check out our, trailer for our, tra our teaser trailer for our upcoming wrestling-themed visual novel, Kokoro no Pro, which was featured on the first episode of IGN's and Road Games Road Jam which we are very proud of, and we will continue to burn that into the ground because we love when our stuff gets noticed, and we like when you notice our stuff too. Jeez. Notice our senpais with a notice. follow and a share and all that other good stuff. Anyway, that's going to be it for today's episode. I will catch you on the next stream. But until then, as always, you've been Decoded.